and welcome back to another episode of We Are Medfield. In today's episode, we will be talking about the history of Medfield and how it became the great town it is today. That's right, and stay tuned for a special guest. To start off this episode, let's go way back to how Medfield was founded. Medfield was founded in 1649, isn't that crazy, and began in Dedham. In 1649, Dedham had a town meeting which approved the laying out of an area for a new town. And Medfield was also founded by Ralph Wheelock. And by June 2nd, 1651, Medfield was officially the 43rd town in Massachusetts. Immediately, education was a priority for Ralph Wheelock. That is true. He was the first schoolmaster in Medfield and now has an elementary school named after him. I'd say that's pretty cool. Same. Unfortunately, though, in 1675, half the town was destroyed in King Philip's War by the Native Americans. A house that is still standing today, known as the Peak House, got burnt down, but then was rebuilt. Speaking of the Peak House, you can still visit it and walk inside. Yes, the Peak House is still standing in Medfield, and it's actually one of the earlier surviving examples of post-medieval English architecture. I also read that the Peak House is the only freestanding structure of its kind in the United States. That's crazy, considering it's so old. Bridget, when was the Peak House built? The original house was built in 1651 by Benjamin Clark, and then it was burned down in King Philip's War on February 21, 1676. Benjamin Clark rebuilt the house around 1678, but over the course of his existence, the Peak House remained under numerous ownerships until 1924, when Frederick Mason Smith deeded it to the Medfield Historical Society. Yeah, and in January 2019, complete management of the house was transferred from the Medfield Historical Society to the Peak House Heritage Center. Before researching, I never knew that the original house was burnt down in King Philip's War. Lauren, do you know anything else about that war? Yes, February 21st, 1676 was definitely a day Medfield will never forget. 17 soldiers were killed and many were wounded, and 32 houses were burnt down. It is unknown how many Native Americans were killed, but overall, it was a very tragic event. Yeah, I can imagine. Didn't the Native Americans have a plan to burn down the English lands and reclaim their territory? Yes, almost 1,000 Native Americans. Medfield knew they were going to get hit, so as soon as the town of Lancaster was attacked, they got prepared. Oh, really? Do you know how Medfield prepared for the attack? Yes, I actually do. Men would sleep with their weapons to make sure they were always prepared. They would also carry them to work in the field. Medfield also had five stone forts for the event of an attack. One is known as the Stone House. Did citizens go to these forts before Medfield got attacked? Yes, they did. Women and their children hid inside the stone house. The stone house was a part of Medfield over the Charles River on the South End Pond, but today it is now in Millis. How big was the stone house? The house was 70 feet long and two stories high. That's crazy. Weren't soldiers sent from Boston to come help? Yeah, soldiers were sent from Boston and Cambridge and were placed all over Medfield, but many Indians snuck into Medfield and hit. The first fire broke out at a home on the corner of today's Main Street and Pound Street. Many people tried to hide and race towards the garrison for safety. Flames were everywhere and people were getting seriously hurt or shot. Town leaders tried to get together the soldiers that came from Boston and Cambridge into an order, but they were all around town. It was challenging. So how did all this commotion die down, Lauren? 
Medfield came together and fired the cannon, also known as the Great Gun. The Native Americans began to retreat across the Charles River, burning bridges behind them. The war fully came to an end when King Philip died in 1676. Do you know why Metacomet is called Metacomet? Does it connect to the King Philip's War? I always go there, but I never heard that about the name. Do you know where it got its name from? Metacomet Park is named after King Philip, who was also known as Metacomet. Oh, that's neat. I didn't know that. Let's turn the tables now to another cool place in Medfield that holds a lot of history. What is that? Drumroll, please. The Medfield State Hospital. Oh, yes. I know a lot about that place. The Medfield State Hospital has the best views for the sunset and a great place for walks, but there is so much history around it. It was originally called the Medfield Insane Asylum and was developed in 1892. Yes, and it officially got its name, Medfield State Hospital, in 1914. The complex included 58 buildings and held a capacity of 2,200 patients. Did you know the state hospital generated its own heat, light, and power? I did not know that. The property was closed in 2003, around the time we were born. The state hospital grounds have been restored and reopened to the public. It is open every day from sunup to sundown. Yes, the state hospital is also known as Belforge Arts Center now. Concerts are held there and food trucks come in and out. It is a great place for the community to come together. Jean Minio, who was a community activist for Belforge, has really made the state hospital come alive. Why don't we get her on this podcast and hear more insights on Belforge? I'm very interested on this cool addition to the town. I agree. Hello, Jean. Thank you for taking your time out of your day to be here with us. To start off this interview, what made you so interested in being a community activist for Belforge, knowing that it is an uphill battle? Well, unfortunately, the arts are always an uphill battle, but that's been my career for about 30 years. So I am used to having to be an advocate for the arts in every community that I've worked in. Oh, that's nice. And how much time of your week does Belforge consume? Yeah. Well, now that we're in season with our events, which is um, outside from April through October, it's pretty much 70 to 80 hour work weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is with the nice weather, everybody's out. Yeah, okay. well, it's that. I'm sorry, it's that, and the, you know, yes, and the capital campaign is also, mm-hmm. you know, something that's um, on a very aggressive time frame. Yes. So it's a yes. lot of intensive yeah. work and outreach for that. Yeah. I'm curious. Were you worried Pulte would win the bid and demolish the buildings? Um, I was concerned that that could have been a possibility. But it was a fairly low-level concern yeah. in that as part of the Master Planning Committee and the four and a half years of public outreach and engagement that we did, it was very clear that there was a lot of support for saving the buildings. Yeah. The question was, could we find a developer that shared that vision? And the fact that we had that proposal as well from yeah. Trinity Financial, um, I was pretty confident that they would move forward. Yeah, it's a big piece of history from Medfield. And it's a much better solution for saving the open space and preserving this campus, which was Mm -hmm. really such an innovative approach to caring for people with mental illness Mm -hmm. when it was built. Exactly. And the arts are one way that we can eventually tell the stories Mm -hmm. of the people who live there and work there. And I know you kind of just touched on this, but what were some of the campaigns that you did to make sure, like, to get people on on the side of saving it? 
<laughs> yeah, well, we, um, it actually started with the master planning committee themselves. A lot of people didn't think we could save the buildings, but mm -hmm. we took the committee up to Lowell where there's a lot of mill buildings and yeah. we met with a couple of different developers up there and they actually showed us buildings that were in far worse shape than the state hospital buildings. Huh. And I think it kind of changed people's thinking to maybe have historic preservation as a viable option. Okay, and then yeah. actually, you know, we needed to learn about that process because it's very different from development of new construction. Um, mm, have to, yeah. The developer needs to know how to work with historic tax credits, for example. It gets, it's a little more complicated, but financially that brings it in alignment with new construction. So when you work with somebody who knows how to do it, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. That's nice. Is it ever hard when there are hurtful or mean comments on Medfield socials, like concerned citizens of Medfield, or is it like pretty well supported, would you say? I would say it's overwhelmingly positively supported. That's great. You know, we have had That's some good. comments, um, but I think we've also tried to mitigate some of that by being upfront about the kinds of performers and performances that will be there. Mm -hmm. It's up to it's up to people to kind of take some initiative around yeah. that and make sure that it's appropriate for them or their family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's good. And to move forward into the entertainment aspect, I hear such great things about the weekend bands. As a nonprofit, how do you pay for the weekend bands and like how do you get the funding for that kind of yeah. stuff? Yeah, well, and you're right, we do we do pay all of the musicians. I think that's really important. And, yeah. Um, we started out with a very generous donor individual family in Medfield oh. who was able to help us support the very first year. After the first year when we um, did some significant diversity of performers and performances and types of art, yeah. um, we had a foundation, the Bar Foundation in Boston was uh, very supportive of what we were actually able to accomplish and so they've given us a, a three-year grant that will help support the rest of the outdoor programming until we're able to open the doors, which we hope will be by the end of 25 or early 26. Wow. Nice. That's so fun. That's exciting. Who organizes like volunteers and do you need any for senior service day coming up? Always need more volunteers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll spread the word. And there's yeah. a, there's a link on our website actually for volunteering. You oh, can pick perfect. the event. There's different kinds of volunteer opportunities, whether you want to help with like set up or clean up or just help with meet and greet and giving yeah. instructions to our visitors and helping them find their way around the, the campus or around Bell Forge. Yeah. So there's lots of different ways that people can engage. So fun. It really brings the community together. Thank you. And I know you said that you've been doing this kind of thing for a while, but for the Medfield Hospital specifically, were you surprised on how much work it was? Like how much work you had to put into? Not really. Um, I've, I, you know, I've never done a capital campaign of this scale. Yeah. So that's that was new for me. And to be honest, um, my background is in visual arts and public art. So mm. understanding music and that side of a business yeah. was also new for me. But I've hired some really exceptionally talented yeah. <laughs> people to help with all of that. Yeah, that's great. Um, I love how much passion you have towards Spell Forge. What is your favorite type of art? I'd go back to public art, quite frankly. I really like uh, engaging with art outside of a museum or a gallery in an unexpected way. I agree and in a that. way that's just free and, and available. And yeah. I think that 
um, public art really challenges artists in interesting ways in terms of how they respond to whatever environment mm -hmm. that the yeah. artwork is in, whether it's an yeah. object being placed or it's something that's more land-oriented. Um, it's just not the traditional yeah. art form that you might expect. I like and that. It will have opportunities for that on the campus, I, I believe, down the road. Oh, so. that's great. Best yeah. of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a funny question, but... If you ever won the lottery, who would you give your place to? So if I won the lottery, I'd actually just pay for all of Belfort's expenses and build the buildings, and I, I would stick that, around, yeah. Yeah. and I would just want free tickets for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And if a restaurant was able to be put at Belforge, what style would you like? That's a great question. We're actually very interested in building out a restaurant or a cafe space as nice. well as a farm stand if we're able to oh. sort of activate one of the agricultural fields and have that idea of a farm to table oh yeah um that would be awesome yeah i don't yeah. know that i that i have a specific restaurant style in yeah. mind. we did have some really interesting conversations with johnson and wales which is oh, yeah, a yeah. culinary school in rhode mm -hmm. island and they're very interested in the restaurant aspect in terms of an yeah. opportunity for like their graduating mm -hmm. seniors to test out restaurant concepts. So to think mm -hmm. about, you might have a restaurant idea that changes every couple of months. Yeah. Would be, yeah. To me, that sounds like the best of It does, everything. yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Again, best of the world. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. Um, Lastly, have you ever swung out on the rope swing nearby the Charles River? I have not done that <laughs> myself. Missing out. You're missing out. I have once or twice. Yeah. It's nice. Have you? Yeah. It's so beautiful there on the river. Yeah, it's really tempting. It's great tempting. walking my dog and stuff. I yeah. love it there. Yeah. Such a happy place. So do the dogs. Yeah, they do, for sure. Um, once again, thank you so much for being here with us today, and I hope you achieve all your goals. We wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you Thank for having you. me. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Well, you heard it. You should definitely go check Belforge out. That's for sure. Well, that's a wrap on today's episode about the history of Medfield. We hope you learned something new. Shout out to the Hometown Weekly for giving us such great information about the history. Yes, once again, it's Lauren. And Bridget. Bye. Bye.